The Swain Event Podcast is driven by Beatty Chevrolet. For your new and pre-owned vehicle shopping needs, visit BeattyChevrolet.com. Deep down the middle, has got his man, and he's gone. Jason Swain, touchdown. It's time for the Swain Event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop him. It's time for the Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Get into his house and a red flag. longer Josh Heupel I hear dropping 70 point performances like Joel B when it comes to recruiting quarterbacks what's up man good morning individual how are you oh, oh hold on now um, my name is uh Jason Swain I have a name sir <laughs> good morning up? Curtis how what's, are you what's up individual what's up man how are you I'm like I'm like 50 man Curtis, I'll take it. I'm good, man. I'm good. We got an offensive lineman, so yeah. Your boy was a little nervous over here. Address I the, could tell. Address the trenches. We still have to continue to address the trenches. We ain't done, or shouldn't be done. But yeah, I was a little, man, I was a little nervous, man. A little nervous. But that was that was a nice little step for sure. It was, and uh, to to your point, there, there's still some other holes that that need to be filled. I, I don't know that they'll fill it through this transfer portal. Y- you need another guard, I believe. I mean, we talked about this at length. I, I think it'd be nice to to add another tackle to add to the competition, but I, I don't know that you're going to be able to add another tackle. Uh, through the portal, just because uh, a lot of these guys are looking to play right away. And if I was a tackle looking to play right away, Lance Hurd and John Campbell would would turn me away from Tennessee, quite frankly. Uh, so I don't I don't know that Tennessee is going to be able to add a tackle through the portal, but I'd like to think that they'd be able to add an interior offensive lineman, which I think that they they need as much as they needed a tackle. Uh, so and you're not going to be able to to obtain the depth that you need or want through the portal. Um, but you, you are bringing in a nice group of high school offensive linemen. And n- you don't want to be in a position to where you're pushing for those guys to contribute as depth pieces right away. But that's the situation that you find yourself in. So you, you got to just 
do the best job that you can and, and have those guys ready to play as, as quickly as, as possible. And, and you do have a couple of guys who have now been here an entire season, Sham Umarov, Vice and Lang. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody else. Brian Grant is somebody that Josh Heupel and Glenn Ellerby continue to speak highly of publicly. Uh, so, you, so you do have some guys that, that have been here a couple of years now. Uh, if, if you can get those guys to have a big offseason uh, along with these freshmen, O-linemen that are enrolling early, maybe you can make the depth look better than we're anticipating on January 23rd. Yeah, you got time, man. You got time. Tennessee last year added three players after uh, spring practice. And so um, you got some time. You got some time. I, I think Tennessee is in a, is in a well, pretty good spot. Definitely a better spot than you you were in a month ago, um, man. George McIntyre making it, making it. No, I didn't. I didn't know how much confidence I had in, in George McIntyre coming to Tennessee. Um, when we first burst on the scene. You know his his family comes from football. Uh, yes, he was in Tennessee, but I didn't know, man. I didn't know, but over the last couple of months, it just made total sense for him. I mean, everything aligned for him to be a Tennessee volunteer. Like you couldn't fight it if you wanted to, if you was George McIntyre. Like, I mean, think think about it. You're in Tennessee. You play quarterback. Um, you have an offense that's tailored for you. Your head coach used to be a quarterback. He's a champion. College winning quarterback NIL is on point here at Tennessee culture is is healthy it was it was a no-brainer I think for for George McIntyre but I'm I'm happy for him um I'm happy for University of Tennessee this is what you get when Josh Hyper became the, the head coach is you should go out there and track the best of the best like, there's no excuse to not bring in the best quarterback each and every year. Basically, when you want to. That doesn't mean they're going to always work out, but that does mean that you have put yourself in position to have a great signal caller. And um, Tennessee has done that once again with the commitment of George McIntyre. So, Tennessee has addressed some needs, man. Three. Three players in the in the last what forty eight thirty six hours. Uh, we'll, yeah, it's been a we'll take it. Been a busy couple of days on, on Rocky Top. A Sunday was was busy. You finally get the announcement uh, of Lance Hurd on Sunday afternoon. Even though he he had been a vol for for a minute, it was just a matter of when he was going to announce officially. And then yep. uh, a little bit of a surprise with Jackson Moy, the Stanford defensive lineman who was here this past weekend on a visit. He decides to go ahead and commit, and he announced 30 minutes after Lance Hurd did. And uh, I, I really like that piece for Tennessee. I love that he is a a multi-year transfer. You, you're not going to have him for just one season. And uh, th- that is significant because you're going to lose Bryson Eason and Amari Thomas and Omar Norman Lott and, and all those veteran defensive linemen who are returning. They're gone after this upcoming season. So to to land 
a transfer with with multiple years of eligibility, I, I think is a huge thing. And, and he appears to be a really solid defensive lineman as well that can contribute right away and, and be a piece to the puzzle. Uh, so a, a big Sunday leading into uh, the the pickup of of George McIntyre and uh, that that is just a significant pickup for a million reasons. He, he is talented. He has an it factor to him. I, I think he's really really going to help Tennessee on the recruiting cycle, uh, and and it comes at a great time because the state of Tennessee is absolutely loaded in the class of twenty twenty five, and and there's other elite prospects in the South as well, even out in California, not just the South, but uh, a lot of prospects want to play with, with George McIntyre or, or at least want to entertain the idea of playing with, with George McIntyre. So uh, just a, a huge decision all around. So uh, great weekend for Tennessee on the recruiting trail, even though it had to cancel junior day on Saturday because of the weather uh, was still able to get some guys in and have a productive weekend. But uh, aside from that, a, a really, really big weekend on Rocky top, especially with, uh, Tennessee beating down Alabama the way that it did on the basketball court. And uh, even the Lady Vols picking up a, a very big win over a really good Vanderbilt team on Sunday without Rakia Jackson down the stretch, too. Hey, man. It has been, it's been a rough couple of days for, for Alabama friends. This rough couple of days. see it. Rough couple days, man. My man Matt Muscona down there in Baton Rouge been on their neck. <laughs> He's been on their neck, man. <laughs> Have you seen Matt showing out? I, I saw the video that that you retweeted man. last night, yesterday afternoon. I I, I got a I got a kick out of that. Man, this, my man Matt made a video. With the sun in the background, <laughs> he didn't care where he was, who was around. He had some things on his mind. He had some things on his chest. He was about to let it fly. My man Matt has been knocking this thing out of the park the last couple of days. <laughs> man, he said, "Enjoy your Pac-12 roster <laughs> because those dudes are watching a transfer to Alabama, and they are." They are. And then you try to just forget about football and go to basketball. And what do you know? A 20-point beatdown on the road. Oh, my goodness, man. 865-255-03. Hit us up on the Betty Chevrolet text box. You can throw in some questions, comments. BettyChevrolet.com. Stay with us. Bim and Key, Go Vols 247. I'm Jason Swain. Be right back. You're listening to the Swain event. You don't say. Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Yeah! When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go. Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow Now. 
Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Hey, Vol Nation. This is Charlie Pratt, financial representative with Modern Woodman and MWA Financial Services. Modern Woodman has been touching lives and securing futures for 140 years. Being born and raised here in East Tennessee, I'm honored to help East Tennesseans in all phases of life with retirement planning, investments, and life insurance. A big win on Saturday starts with preparation early in the week. A secure financial future starts with planning today. Contact my office today at 865-919-6468 to review your financial plan and make sure you are on track for success. As always, go Vols. Registered representative and investment advisor, representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodman of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Good morning, Swain Event family. Take a deep breath in and release. We're all back together in the AM and life is good. If you have real estate needs, just give me a call, Jennifer Morris at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com and go Vols. Just because you can't call in doesn't mean that you have to sit on the sideline. Impact the show with a text box. It's part of the free Swain Event app. Yeah, get that coffee, Ben. It's going to be one of those type of days, buddy. Get that coffee up in you. Get it all in there. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Coffee, energy drinks. Get it all up in you, Ben. It's go time. Don't connect. Naismith. National Player of the Week. You know you're doing something when you have 25 points and it feels like an off night. <laughs> My man dropped 25 points. Nah. We're used to you touching almost 40. This basketball team, folks, we told you weeks ago. Don't fall victim to other folks who say, we'll see what they do with the tournament. And and those people aren't wrong. It's just why not allow yourself to enjoy this regular season? Because it appears it's already been a, a fun regular season. Yeah, some frustrating moments here and there. First half at North Carolina. Uh, would have liked to pull out those those wins over Purdue and Kansas in, in Maui. Uh, the the second half at, at Mississippi State. There there have been some frustrating moments, but that that's part of a basketball season when you're playing thirty to thirty five games. There there's going to be more frustrating moments here down down the stretch leading into March. They're they're going to have a clunker, if not two. Uh, that that's just kind of the way basketball works. Um, they're not the, the greatest basketball team of all time. Even the greatest basketball teams of all time uh, faltered down the, down the stretch. So uh, it's already been a fun season up until this point, and I think they're really starting to to hit their stride. 
And I, I think it's it's going to be a really fun month of February for Tennessee with some big time basketball games as it leads into March. So I, I just don't understand. Like, yeah, it is okay to want more in March and expect more in March. That is absolutely okay. I think we all agree that this basketball program needs to somehow, some way, find a way to to have a little more success in March to to really solidify what Rick Barnes has, has done at Tennessee. But just because you believe that or say that doesn't mean you have to take away from all the other things that this basketball program has accomplished because you, you don't just scoff at what they've been able to do in the regular season the last several years and the SEC tournament that it won and the SEC regular season title that it won. I, I just don't understand the concept of not enjoying the regular season when when they're beating your rivals and, and beating them pretty handedly, why you wouldn't allow yourself to enjoy the, the regular season as well just because you're holding out to, to see what they do in March. We like winners, right? We like winners. Uh, when you turn on television, you don't you don't see losers endorsing products. You see winners. You see Peyton Manning, you see Tom Brady. You see Michael Jordan still talking about underwear. Like, people love winners. Hard cold fact here. Men's basketball, softball team, you throw in the baseball team, as of you know, more recent, um, I mean, UT cheer and dance out here winning national championships. Um, those programs are the most consistent winning programs on campus. And correct me if I missed anybody, Ben. Um, you know, football just started winning more. Um, Lady Falls got some work to do better than early in the season, but we understand the standard. And so, uh, got some work to do. We'll, we'll, we'll leave Lady Vols alone. Um, but Rick Barnes and what he's been doing, he's consistently winning. And, um, imagine Tennessee football going to this 12 team playoff and, Imagine Josh Heupel losing in the first round for three straight years. And if a, f- a fan saying to themselves, wake me up when we in the second round. Wake me up when we in the third round. Wake me up when we in the semifinals. So you're not going to enjoy the Florida game. You're not going to enjoy the Georgia game. You're not going to enjoy the Alabama game, the Oklahoma game. We play Texas. We play LSU. You're just not going to enjoy those games. You're going to wait. No. Have that same energy. Like- Have that same energy. So enjoy every big basketball game this year, and I hope you enjoyed Saturday's game because the Alabama basketball team came in here with one of the best offenses in the country, and Tennessee said, "Chick, chick, click, click, locked them up, locked them up, Ben." How many they, had, they had him in in handcuffs. Twenty-two and, and turnovers. Threw him into the Thompson Bowling Arena jail, wherever that is is located i'm assuming tba at fcc has a has a a plink inside somewhere maybe not maybe they just tie him up and put him in one of the tunnels and until the cop car uh gets there but 
Uh, I just like for I mean, this week, home games against Florida and Alabama back to back. That's literally what the football team is going to have in the fall. And I understand before I say this, I understand it's not a exact comparison because the disdain for Florida basketball and Alabama basketball isn't the same as Florida football and Alabama football. So maybe a little bit of comparing apples to oranges, but for the sake of your point and the sake of the conversation, that'd be like during football season when we just had this exact scenario in basketball play out in football this upcoming fall when Tennessee football hosts Florida and Alabama back-to-back. It's like somebody not enjoying Tennessee beating the brakes off of Florida inside of Neyland Stadium, beating the brakes off of Alabama inside of Neyland Stadium, and back-to-back week, two huge wins over a rival in the span of seven days. Nah, who cares? Let, let, let me know when, when they make it to the second or third round of the playoffs. Who, who, who cares about this game? Let, let, let me know when they're, when they're one of the final four teams in, in the college football playoff. Like, to imagine not enjoying beating the brakes off Alabama on the football field inside of Neyland Stadium. And I, again, I get it. It's a little bit different than, than beating Alabama basketball. I, I understand that. But you, you still enjoy the regular season in football and the wins that come along the way. So let's apply that same concept. And I, I do feel like for the most part, fans do appreciate yeah, most part. You know, what this, what this program has done. And look, there's no denying that at some point they, they need to get to a final four or get to an elite eight to, to really solidify this era. I, I don't like that. That is, the situation, but it is the situation because uh, th- this to me is as good as the Grant and Admiral team. Maybe a little more depth because I think you may have a little more versatility, um, or I should say a little a little better because I think you have more depth and, and a little more versatility. Um, but if if you don't have the success in March that you probably should have, and and Rick Barnes never makes it to a Final Four or an Elite Eight, I hate that this will be the case. But there will always be an asterisk by his tenure at Tennessee. Yes, he won a lot of games, turned turned the program around, made them very relevant year in and year out. But there will always be that but and that asterisk mark of they could never get it done in, in March the way that they should have. And if, if they want to avoid that conversation post-Strick Barnes era, they, they've got to find a way to get over the hump uh, in, in March. They got to. They got too bad and it, and it feels like this is the team i mean we, we joked about it last week that this team it, it feels it feels different than than years past and I, I i do think that you should be more confident in this team going into march because you do have dalton connect on your side if you need a bucket you can tell him to, to go get a bucket. You're not telling Santiago Vescovi to go get a bucket or Josiah Jordan James and, and nothing against those players. They're really good college basketball players. I just think you're seeing what you always needed with them. You, you don't want Santi or Josiah to be your number one or number two scoring option. You want them to maybe be number three or number four and, and feed off of Zakai Ziegler, feed off of Dalton Connect, and now feed off of Jonas Adu. You, you had three elite players doing different things in Zakai, Dalton, and Jonas. And now Santi and Josiah 
because they are such do-it-all players and connectors. That's what they do best. They are connecting really, really well, and, and that's when they're playing at their best. So this team has more versatility. It has a lot of pieces. It can it can win. We've already seen this year it can win in a lot of different ways. You have Dalton Connect that can go get you a bucket. You should feel more confident in this team getting it done in March this time around. Well, I do. That's 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 Ben McKee. That's 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 him. Go Vols two four seven. Uh, Betty Chevrolet text box. I want to take a look at what we have in coming in this morning. Got some good stuff. Uh, if you're looking for a Tahoe or Suburban, now is the time at Betty Chevrolet to shop. Currently, they have a record number of Tahoes and Suburbans in stock. If you are looking for an Equinox, Blazer, Silverado that fits your style, shop Betty Chevrolet where you can get 1.9 APR on new Equinoxes, Blazers, Silverados, and you can buy with confidence with the Betty Chevrolet for uh, warranty for life. Shop Betty Chevrolet on Parkside Drive or online at BettyChevrolet.com, locally owned and operated for over 90 years. Moose, George Mack definitely seems to have that pro-style frame as Peyton Manning, Eric Ainge, and Tyler Bray. Nico, they have a pro-style frame? What what is a pro-style frame, Moose? What's a a pro-style frame? I'm I'm trying to figure that out. Does him not being a runner hurt him in this offense? No. Josh Heupel has said this before. He doesn't need a quarterback that can run. He had Dylan Gabriel, and Dylan Gabriel was pretty dang good at Central Florida. And if Joe Bilton was a little bit better and the players around him was a little bit better this this season, then Joe Milton would have had a great year offensively for the quarterback position. But that didn't that didn't happen. And Joe is what I would consider a pro-style quarterback. He can run a little bit, but he's not beating you with his legs like Hendon. But he can beat you with his legs. You just can't be... You just can't be Casey Clawson. I love me some Casey. And Casey would admit he's not the most agile quarterback back in the pocket. But he well, also neither did. was Ainge, right? No, no. But but Ainge was better than Clawson in that department. But Clawson will tell you that he he was smart. He had that dog in him. And when the game was on the line, he was gonna make the play. He's a winner. And so if you have a quarterback that's accurate. That's all accurate and smart and, and possesses leadership qualities. That, those, for me, are the main three things that a quarterback can possess. Everything after that is gravy. Arm strength and, and the ability to run. But if you're not accurate throwing the football, there's no chance. Like, no chance. And if you're not smart, c- kind of hard to make it happen. And then no one follows you. That's difficult. 
Moose said, come on, Swain. Guys who are 6'6", 190 pounds, soaking wet, are generally runners or real athletic. You know what I mean by pro-style frame. Pro-style equals tall and lanky. You can't run. Moose, Nico is tall and lanky and can run. So what are you talking about, Moose? What are you talking about, Moose? What about Nico? Nico is is 6'6". Nico is barely 190. And Nico was running that thing in the bowl game. I'm messing with you, Moose. But your frame doesn't necessarily dictate whether you can run or not. If you, you can run as a fat quarterback, you can run as a skinny quarterback. If you can run, you can run. And George McIntyre is not known for being a runner. He's a more of a pocket pocket uh, guy. But I think your question is, he's a pro-style quarterback. How will that fit in Heupel's offense? We saw Heupel's offense in person work at its best, Ben, when you had Hendon Hooker. That doesn't mean that you have to have a hidden hooker for this offense to be successful. It just takes it to another level. That's all. That's yeah, all. Yeah, and and I mean Nico's not hidden in in terms of uh, a runner. I, I don't. I know he technically what carried the football fifteen times uh, against Iowa in the bowl game. I I don't. I don't think you're going to see that very often. I, I would be surprised at least if if we see Nico carrying the football fifteen times a game. Um, and, and them calling designed runs as frequently as they did for Hendon. Now, I, I think we'll see some design runs called for Nico, like we saw, what was it, the start of the second quarter, that, that first play of the second quarter, they, they, they called quarterback power, quarterback draw, whatever you want to call it, and ran it in for a touchdown. You, you'll see some of that, but I, I don't think you'll see it a, a ton, a ton. George is the same way. What, jo- George is, what's that? A what, a what? A ton, a ton? A ton, a ton, <laughs> a ton, a ton, baby. Uh, I, I don't think we'll see it a ton, um, but George McIntyre actually in, in in that sense reminds me of Nico. I, I think both are very similar in their past first quarterbacks, but they are both very, very athletic. That That is one of George's strengths is his athleticism. Uh, he, he, yep. He's a hooper. Uh, I mean, he's just all sorts of athletic, whichever way you want to slice it, and, and he can run. He doesn't look to run, but he does a great job of extending plays, avoiding pressure, and, and he can make plays with his legs. So uh, w- what you see with Nico is what I think you're going to see with George in the athleticism and the ability to extend plays and, and, and make plays with your legs. I, I think both are very similar in that way. If you can maneuver in a pocket, you can show lateral quickness. You may have someone that misses a block, or you may go up against a really good uh, def- defensive lineman, edge rusher, and you have to step up in the pocket. You need to have the ability to do that quickly and not be stuck in mud. Give me that over a quarterback that you know runs a 4-6 or lower because those guys, they don't grow on trees. Uh, Boo says, don't act like Nico's a norm. He's one out of 20 built that way, who can run? Moose, you said it. Not me, you said. 
guys who are built like 6'6", 190. I'm telling you, there are dudes who are built like Nico who can run. What makes Nico special is that he can throw it and run, and he's pinpoint accurate. He can make all the throws. He's he's charismatic. He has leadership qualities, and he can run, and he can be shifty. That's what makes Nico special. So don't get caught up in the frame because there are lanky guys who can still run. Like Jaden Daniels can still run. Jaden Daniels at LSU won the Heisman, and he's one of the smallest dudes in the country playing quarterback. He's lanky. I'm surprised. We saw Dobbs. Not. Yeah, Dobbs, Dobbs, got, Dobbs got a little bit bigger though, but like yeah. skinny, skinny. Not it. Like when Jayden, he got to Tennessee, he was skinny, skinny. Yeah, but like Jaden Daniels has been in college for f- four or five years, and yeah. this past year won the Heisman, and he's lanky. I'm surprised he finished the season, man. The way he was getting hit in some of those games, but yeah. just because a quarterback is lanky doesn't mean that. They're not able to run. So yeah. I'm just trying to help Moose change some of the, the the language here, change some of the wording. Don't get caught up in the frame because skinny, lanky guys can still run. Short- and, and to be honest, to, to kind of have a, a side conversation, I, I don't want to – I honestly don't want a quarterback that's run first. Uh, me neither. But they're they're, they're one-dimensional. They're one dimensional, and and if if you can stop their legs, the, then I don't think you're going to win anything of significance. That, that to me, that was the issue with Lamar Jackson early in his career. He was he could pass, but he was mostly run first. And you had teams, good teams, good defenses, when they could stop Lamar's legs and and kind of bottle him up. The Ravens weren't able to get over the hump. Now. I believe Lamar has developed into a a much better passer than he arrived in the NFL. I'm not saying he could never pass the ball. He, he's always been able to, but I think he's even developed into a better passing quarterback. And, and I think he's on the verge of, of rewriting his narrative. Um, I, I think he has really developed into a, a great all-around quarterback. Um, I think they're going to win this weekend, so so don't look at me look, like that. Look, I, I think the look Ravens... At me, look at me. When you're talking, man, you can't even make eye contact with me. I want you to look at me. You, I see you looking away, talking about Lamar Jackson. Look at me. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't like. I, I think Lamar. I think the, Lamar is the best player in the playoffs. Uh, I one A one B with Mahomes, and I, I think, I think the Ravens are going to beat the Chiefs this weekend, and I think the Ravens are going to beat the Lions or the 49ers. Like the Ravens are the are the best team in in football this season to me. Definitely the best team left in the playoffs. Uh, and I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. So I, I know I've always made my jokes about Lamar not getting it done in the playoffs, but I think this is the year that he changes that. I, I would be surprised if if they don't get it done. Maybe, uh, maybe not a total surprise because he is going up against Mahomes and the Chiefs, and they seem to be clicking at the right time. Um, but I, I do think that this is when Lamar is going to rewrite his narrative. But you've seen him develop into more than just a run-first quarterback and. I don't want those run first quarterbacks because I think my original point is if you can bottle them up and and really contain them, then they're so one dimensional that that the offense really isn't able to do anything. So I, I prefer the quarterbacks that they 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 don't look to run first. They they look to throw the football and then if they don't have anything, then they can make plays with their legs. Man. I am so proud of you, dude. 
I mean, this is coming from a Steelers fan. Did, did y'all catch that? This dude is a Steelers fan. He's been hating on Lamar for a hot minute. Now, a lot of what he was saying was true. Lamar had won in the playoffs. Accuracy, not as good as it need to be. But, man, it's amazing when he got some, some receivers, his accuracy started to improve. And Ben was able to admit that. Ben, this is growth. This now is, This is called growth, man. I'm proud of you. Listen, he better win. On Sunday, he better win. I'm coming for that neck. And I've always been a Lamar Jackson fan. I I just think that because he is so exciting to watch and makes awesome plays, people excuse him for, for maybe some of his shortcomings here and there. That's kind of always been, been my point. Um, but I've always really, really liked Lamar Jackson. I, I, I like him, the person, the athlete. I just hate that he plays for the Ravens and – uh, he he better win this weekend because I'm coming for that neck if if they don't. This is the best team that they've had under Lamar. I mean they yeah for sure the defense I, that defense is 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 different. So they better win this weekend. I'll tell you that right now. Let let's go Taylor Swift. Let let's go fighting Taylor Swifts. I, I need you this weekend, Patty Mahomes. I need you, Travis Kelsey. I need you, T Swift. Hey. Come on, Trey Smith. No, Come on, VFL. No one had a better time this weekend than Jason Kelsey. I, I love it so much. No he, he is. He's he's so awesome. He is. I loved it. He is. No one had a better time than him because he Nobody. didn't care about who won the game. He looked like you in your backyard. That is correct. Most people that go to football games, you have a rooting interest. You're rooting for one team or the other. Either going to be really, really happy or really, really sad. Jason Kelsey don't care. Yeah, he wants his brother to do well. His brother did do well. But honestly, his brother beat him in the Super Bowl. So he didn't really care either way about the Chiefs. He was partying with the Buffalo Bill fans before the game in the box with the Kansas City Chiefs fans and just having a, a great time. He looked like he was having a better time than uh, Patrick Mahomes Sr., who looked annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here to watch the game. He looked annoyed. Well, y'all just shut up back there. I'm trying to watch the game up here. Y'all doing all that loud talking. Have you you, you can tell which family is the quarterback's family and uh, which family is not. Have, have you have you seen the video of Patrick Mahomes Sr. and Marshawn Lynch? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's hilarious. Uh, Cookville Mike says I was at an event last night um, in Cookville where Tony V was the guest speaker, did a great job. Who do you see as a starting three pitches for Tennessee going into the season? Am I, am I, do I have permission from uh, you and Nelson to answer this question? Uh, Nelson won't pay no bills over here. Uh, first pitch is 20-something days away, so... Uh, it is baseball season. They they start practice on on Friday. School starts today, so uh, they they well they they've been here all month. Individual workouts, but first full practice starts on Friday. So we're allowed to talk baseball because it, it is baseball season now. Man, um, get to the point, man. It's already yeah, baseball yeah. conversation, and you over here. I'm emphasizing my out. point. You, you <laughs> no, I'm not trying to get it out. I was making a separate point. Pay attention. Uh, Drew Beam and AJ Russell, they're going to be your first two starters. 
And then Chris Stamos, the, the transfer from Cal, he's an option to be the third one. Uh, Derek Schaefer, a freshman, he's another option to be the third starter. Uh, I think that's going to be a position battle these first couple of weeks leading into the game of practice and, and then the first couple of weeks of, of the season. So you've got a couple of different options and very interested to see who pulls that one out. Nelson, you keep keep your keep your emojis to yourself, Nelson. Keep your emojis to yourself, man. Let other people get information they want to get from Ben McKee, who covers baseball better than anybody else in this market. At, at least Cooper Mike is contributing to the show. Nelson ain't said a daggone thing all morning long. At least Cookville Mike is is bringing great content and contributing to the show. And I'll say this right here. When Tennessee baseball inevitably wins a national championship, mm-hmm. Nelson ain't allowed to, to, to celebrate and join in. Nelson's going to sit all, all, all over on the side. He's going to take his, his, his slim fit Kennedy Chandler number one jersey. He's going to take it off, it and he's going to go sit in the corner by himself, and he's not going to be allowed to celebrate with everybody else. I'm telling you that right That's now. Right. That's right. That's right, Nelson. Don't even try to wear that cream, fall script baseball jersey. Mm-mm, Mm-mm. Nelson. Nope. You are not invited. No, sir. Not invited to the cookout. No, sir. No, sir, Nelson. No, sir. 865-255-03 is a telephone number to the Swain Event Hotline. The Bay Chevrolet text box open for you. Throw in your comments and your questions. It's Ben McKee, Go Boss 247. I am Jason Swain, live here from the Low Tease Center Studio. Ben, man, showing growth, man. We're proud of you. Be right back. You're listening to the Swain Event. And you know this. Man! Here in Knoxville, we love it when a squirrel's in the checkerboards. But when there's a squirrel in our attic, that's all sides. When that happens, call Alpha Wildlife. They're Knoxville's veteran-owned and operated wildlife removal company. When unwanted critters put their feet up on your coffee table, call 865-224-6555. Let the Tennessee fans at Alpha Wildlife evict those unwanted tenants and set your home up with a winning defense to keep that wildlife where it belongs. That's Alpha Wildlife at 865-224-6555. They have locations in Nashville, Memphis, Chattanooga, and in parts of South Carolina. Check them out online at alphawildlife.com. Fellas, it's a new year. Low T Center can make it a great one. If you've been feeling tired and grumpy, have noticed a lack of motivation and drive, you may have low T. Low testosterone levels can cause weight gain, loss of muscle mass, and so much more. I recommend Low T Center. It's where I get my levels tested. They make it quick and easy to get your levels checked, and it's only $25. And with their on-site lab, you'll get your results back in about 25 minutes. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Dead End Barbecue has you covered when you need the food to be on point for your next event. Go to deadendbbq.com to learn more or call 865-414-9417. Dead End Barbecue, the catering search is over. Hey there, Swain Event crew. Just like fall sports, the Knoxville area real estate market is strong and growing stronger. We're in everything region. When you get the big orange itch to buy, sell, or invest, call me, Jennifer Morris, with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Go Vols! 
Looking for a different way to enjoy the show? Yes! Then check out Swain Event TV on YouTube. Hey there, Swain Event fam. If you're currently renting and just about priced out of your place, give me a call. Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897. You may be able to buy a home and have monthly payments less than your rent. And wouldn't you rather pay your own mortgage than someone else's? Hope to hear from you soon and go Vols! McKee, Jason Swain here with you. It is, I'm going to say it's a beautiful day because it's a whole lot better than it was over the last couple of days. Let me shake your head, Ben McKee. It is a beautiful day. It's not six degrees outside. Sun's not out. The sun's not out, so it's coming. The ice, ice still on the ground. It, sun's not out. It's melting. Snow ain't melted. It's melting. It's melting. It's getting there. You know, I kind of feel like a superhero, man. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. You shouldn't. Why? Because you're not. I feel like one. I know I'm, I know I am. Do but you feel like a superhero like your future? Like my future? Um, Fu- future, just, the rapper, the great no, philosopher future. Russ, Russell Wilson's nemesis has a, a hit song called Superhero. Oh, okay. Thanks. Didn't, didn't know that. Um. So, you know where I live and and how there's some some hills, right? And um, I wasn't going anywhere. But a couple of days ago, said, you know what? We're we going to the mall. Dang it, we're going to the mall. And um, we probably made it about 100 yards out the driveway. And slid and got stuck and almost hit a car that was also stuck right there that that little hill the first little hill bend before you make a left or right to go down to the other big hill um and so got stuck walked back to the house got a shovel neighbor came out helped and then like moments later it was like 10 neighbors it was all with a shovel and we was getting all the ice up in this little area to help people be able to get up and down the hill. In that moment, man, I feel like a hero. I feel like a hero, man. I really did. Now I know how Spider-Man and Superman and Aquaman and Ant-Man and all the mans out there. Uh, Now I know how they feel. I feel like a hero a little bit. Let's get to the phones. Huh? Happy for you. It was a special moment. Appreciate you. 865-255-03. Good morning. Good morning. That's called a VFL. That's right. That's man. why we're volunteers. That's right. Volunteer for life. That's, that's right. right. That's why it's a great state of the Vols. That's why that's why it's called the Vol State. Tell them. Tell them. Ben must have that's forgot. Right. Yeah. I, I tell you. Hey, uh, maybe you guys can explain this to me. I, I hope you can, but we're going to have two new uh, players in the SEC uh, team-wise, uh, Oklahoma and Texas. How How is it going to be, you know, we have East and West, that's what we've had. How's it actually going to be as far as, and how are they going to decide whom 
place for the SEC championship if there's not, you know, East and West. How's that going to work? Best two records. Best two records. Yes, sir. So uh, uh, you can be be considered the West as, as in the past and be or the East or whatever. It didn't have. It didn't make your location what we've been used to. No, no. Everybody's gonna play your schedule, and whoever has the best two records will play in Atlanta. So everyone will play either Texas or Oklahoma this year, and um, as we move forward. Schedules will, will change a little bit here and there, but at the end of the day, it's about the two teams that have the best record, and those two teams will match up in the SC championship game. And now with the expansion of the college football playoff, it takes away a little bit for me, the SEC championship game. Like, you needed that game to get to the playoffs. You don't need that game much anymore the same way, so... Uh, at the end of the day, man, you just got to be one of the one of the twelve. That's how I look at hmm. it. Well, and I think it's going to be hard uh, in the SEC because of the the competition. You know, there's a lot of good teams that could really do well in the playoffs, probably with three losses. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, that would be better suited than one that had one loss and another. Uh, conference yeah i just wondered how that was going to be and how it's going to affect the the upcoming and it's going to be interesting to see how this playoff comes about how the how that they pick that and and i hope that they they look at uh the ones that need to be there and not and deserve to be there because because of who they played in the uh, in the competition not just because you skated right through yeah yeah i'll let you go and you, you, you are a hero because you'll fall. That's right. All ball. That's All right. See you, buddy. Bye-bye. Man, must have forgot. Yeah, like at the end of the day, just be one of the 12. And there's going to be probably not the same backlash we saw this past playoffs with Florida State trying to take the NCAA to court. You lost, man. You lost your best player. You didn't look all that great in the ACC championship game. Yes, it's not fair, but come on, man. You can't be trying to take people to court to try to get in the club. You know how, you know how weird that is to not be invited to a party and then you go tell the person's parents that you're not invited to the party, how unfair it is. You go to the school principal. They didn't invite me to the party. You know how weak that looks? You just didn't get invited. Suck it up. It ain't fair. But it was the right choice. And it all worked out because Bama didn't win anyways. Or Georgia. Oh, it worked out perfect. What did Jaron Pruitt say? In his um, post-game celebration, bowl game win versus Indiana? You remember, Ben? No. You don't remember? No. He said, decade of the Vols. Decade of the Vols, man. I remember him saying that. I don't remember that being after the Indiana Bowl win. Yeah, Decade of the Vols, man. Best thing Prue's ever said as a Tennessee head coach. Best thing. Best thing he ever said. Best point he's ever made. 
as a Tennessee head coach. I can't believe he was a Tennessee head coach, man. Like, just sit here and think about it. I don't want to. Derek Dooley, Jerry Pruitt was the head coach at Tennessee. Butch Jones. Texas goes out and hires Steve Sarkeesian. Alabama hires Kalen DeBoer. A&M hires Jimbo Fisher. LSU hires Brian Kelly. Georgia hires Kirby Smart. None of our hires, Ben, none of our hires belong in that category. None of them. But South Carolina did hire Shane Beamer, so that made me feel a bit better. <laughs> but I don't put my, I don't hold my program to the same standard as South Carolina, so I don't feel, I don't feel better anymore. All right, eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. B Rat says I'm so excited to see y'all tomorrow night uh, on the Talking Vols Network fundraiser YouTube live uh, stream. Thank you for all that you guys do. Yeah, man, looking forward to it. Yeah, man, looking forward to it. The man Ben put me put me on, so uh, I don't get a chance to pay attention to what everybody is doing uh, in the market, outside the market, in terms of following the, the Vols. Um, I try to keep my head down and, and, and stay to my business. And um, but Ben put me on some game and let me know what was going on with uh, the fundraiser uh, and the guys over there talking balls. So glad to be glad to be a part of it and uh, talk some balls with the talking balls guys. So we'll do that tomorrow. Uh, Nelson says I rather rather get on my drums and help Andy make rap beats than to watch a baseball game. See, starting stuff. I'm going to the phones. 865-255-03. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Who are we speaking with? This is Gene. What's up, Gene? Uh, just sitting here basking in the glow of having a star basketball player on our team that everybody is fawning over this morning. Who are you talking about? Basement. Naismith Awards for the week, and third time he's the player of the week. Man, he is uh, – and Tennessee's special, man. Tennessee's special. Imagine if Don Connect was was here last year. Um, oh, God. And I, and I know, like, things happen for a reason, right? Right. But, like, Dalton getting a chance to experience what it means to be a Tennessee athlete um, – Going places, people recognizing you, getting all the coverage that you that you've gotten, like he de- he deserves that coverage. But all the hard work he's put in, the adversity he's over overcame. Uh, I'm glad that he's experiencing it now. But just man, when you when you balling and you're doing things right, like you deserve all the attention and all the nil uh, opportunities that you can possibly get. And I wish Dalton Connect was 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 here last year so he can have more of what Zakat Ziegler has been able to experience uh, since he's been here at Tennessee. But, yeah, I'm with you, Gene, man. I won't steal your thunder, but, man, I'm, I, I, it's been fun to see and watch Dalton Connect uh, this year. My wife and I were talking about it. You know, now I, I, I was a bencher, so I wasn't anywhere close to this guy, even in junior college. But I think about, you know, I, I went to the same, running on the same, some of the same buses he did 
went to some of the same places to play and you get a crowd of 400 people and uh, a good crowd, 1200. And he went from that two years ago to this. It was like, Oh my God, what, what must be going through his head every night when he puts his head on the pillow? Oh my, Oh my word. What kind of lottery did I just hit? No, he hit one for sure. Tennessee hit we one did too. Do. Yeah, we did too. exactly. <laughs> like it was a win-win, man. We needed him. He needed us. It was a perfect, perfect uh, fit. And that's what you want recruiting to be with, with players coming out of high school. And now with the portal, you're able to achieve that with players who have played a couple of years uh, at the first stop, and they want something more. They're looking for a better fit, and Tennessee was able to provide that for Dog Connect. I just want to touch base this morning. You guys have a fabulous week. You too, my friend. Much love, Gene. Thank you, man. Thanks for the phone call. And my my favorite thing about this whole Dalton Connect season to this point is, and, and you both kind of touched on this, but the, the way Dalton is carrying himself and handling himself, I mean, th- this guy is on the verge of being a lottery pick. And boy, would I love to see him next to John Morant and Desmond Bain. Oh, so uh, but but I'll, I'll keep myself. You're making it about you. I'm sorry. Very. Never mind. Not going to go there. But um, I have loved the way that he has handled himself because he's about to be a lottery pick and be in the NBA, make millions of dollars, and you, you wouldn't really know it by observing him and being around him. Uh, on a weekly basis, like I am privileged to to be able to do so through my job. So you've seen some one and dones come through here the last couple of years who, before they committed to Tennessee, signed with Tennessee, before they ever stepped foot on campus, it was all about one season of college basketball, getting to the NBA. They didn't care about Tennessee in the process. They only worried about themselves and, and their career moving forward. And Dalton Connect has been the complete opposite. He is totally, from from the moment he visited, because I talked to him at the airport, and the things that he is saying now, same things he told me at, at the airport about how he wanted to, to be coached and how he wanted to get better defensively and the culture at Tennessee and how much he loved Knoxville. He, he said these things since the moment he came to Tennessee in the spring on a visit. And he has truly been all about Tennessee first, his teammates first. Uh, the the accolades are starting to pour in. The attention is certainly there, and, and it's only going to continue to grow. But all he wants to do is win basketball games for the University of Tennessee and for his teammates and his coaches. And I, I mentioned this last week. Every time he's asked about his success, the first thing he always talks about is his teammates and his coaches putting him in spots to be successful and uh, hard, hard not to appreciate Dalton connect the person as well, because obviously what he's doing on the floor is amazing and, and thrilling to watch. But I, I think it makes you root for him even harder when you see how he is carrying himself in. I mean, he's going to be here less than 12 months and he, he's not carrying himself like he's going to be here less than 12 months, like some recent one and dones have. Yeah, not Kennedy Chandler, by the way. I know you're not talking. Yes, about not that. Kennedy Chandler or Keon Johnson. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know if I told you this before. I think I have, but like the basketball program is my favorite program. Like the, the basketball team is my favorite team um, because of the culture, because of how those guys love on each other. Um, they're, they're not selfish. Uh, and maybe I'm biased because I love basketball, but I don't think that plays here. Um, every time I get a chance to do the locker room on, on Sundays and it's, you know, it's basketball season, especially this year, it's been so cool. Like we had Don Connect uh, kind of in the middle. I think it was a, it was during the bye week, actually, football. And it was my first time meeting Dalton and, and got a chance to see Josiah, Jordan James again. Um, there at WATE. Uh, but this past week, Ben, was Freddie DeLeon and Jonas Adu. And, like, <laughs> it's funny because, like, Jonas is so laid back and, and, and chill. Um, Freddie is so laid back and chill. But, like, the confidence that they have is something that, that really stands out. And, um, it's so cool to watch players improve and get better. It don't matter if it's on the basketball court or on the football field. Like, as a fan, when you see a player play at a certain level one year, but then that level is raised next year, that's just so cool to watch and witness. We saw it with Josh Dobbs. Um, you know, we've seen it with other players through this football program the last couple of years. But Jonas Adu is just another example. Uh, Jamal Meshack is another example. I asked those guys, Who's the best defender on the team? Is it Jamal Meshack or is it Zakai Ziegler? And those guys had to think about it. Um, they didn't want to answer it, but I made them answer it because we were on TV and they could just not answer it. But they said Meshack because he's just, man, he's so versatile and like, he just, he's he's tough to score up against. And uh, Meshack has helped Dalton connect get through, I think, the slump that Don Connect went through, you know, the physicality uh, of conference play. People were going to try to body him up, and we saw him trying, trying to dribble through traffic and turning the ball over, something that Ron Slay kind of predicted. And going up against Mayshack, I think, has helped Don Connect be able to deal with some of the physicality and, and how he is being played and still being able to score uh, and be efficient. So, man, I just – I just encourage people, man. You don't have to love basketball, but like if you just if you're a Tennessee fan, you love sports and you want to watch a, a team play the right way, play hard for each other. That doesn't mean they're going to be perfect and win every game. So if you're expecting them to win every game and, and beat teams by 20 and Don Connects average 40, then it's probably not for you. But like if you're looking for a, a, a team that lays it on the line and and gives their all for Tennessee, that's that's the team I suggest you you follow uh, and tune in and watch every time that they play. But, man, Tennessee is is quite frankly playing some teams that are just not as good as them, the next two. Now, South Carolina is tougher than, than in the past. Uh, they're physically tougher. Vanderbilt always plays as tough. But, man, Vanderbilt barely has a pulse right now. Uh, they're trash. They are. Now, South Carolina, that, that one Tennessee should win, obviously, especially because it's at home. South Carolina has some things that Tennessee is going to have to take care of yeah. in order to win that basketball game. They are a very physical basketball team. Jimmy Dykes posted a video on Twitter yesterday morning yep. saying that South Carolina is as physical as Tennessee and Mississippi State. 
And the last time Tennessee played a team as physical as them, Mississippi State, it did not go all that well. Uh, so Tennessee will have to c- correct that. And they have some guys that, that are popping off, too. Uh, Michi Johnson, uh, the former Ohio State transfer, this is his second year under Lamont Paris at, at Carolina. He is having an exceptional year on offense. Uh, B.J. Mack, he, he is also popping off a, as well. So uh, Tennessee's certainly better than South Carolina, and you should win that game, especially with it being at home. Uh, but don't get mistaken into thinking that this is the the South Carolina team we've seen the last couple of years. Yep. Uh, Lamont Parrish has has that team in a good place in his second year. And uh, Jimmy Dykes, uh, he, he said in that video that I referenced yesterday that he posted on Twitter, he thinks when it's all said and done, Carolina's going to be an NCAA tournament team. Yes, that's, that's going to be a nice little uh, test for... And the next Saturday... Oh, you know what's going down next Saturday. It, it it's at Rupp, and and I I tell you now, Kentucky they did lose to UNC Wilmington, uh, at home earlier this season. So I I know that when I make this comment, I'm 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 about to make. They do look like they're a a a different team on the road than they are at home, which a lot of teams do, right? A lot of teams are, uh, but uh, they they that that team is going to be hard to beat in that arena this season. And Big Z, buddy. What's his name? If, if, What's his full I, name? I, his, his name is Big Z. That's Uh-oh. his name. Okay. The, what is he, Croatian? That's, that's a. Yeah, I think he's cousins with Urosh. Pretty, um, that's pretty interesting. First name. Big. But um, he's going to be a problem. If, if Saturday was not a fluke, which I don't think that it was, that guy's going to be a problem. They score a lot of points, but they don't stop anybody. And so, you, no, you got, they they don't. You got to figure but, out uh, how to how to slow them. He down. is somebody that may be able to help their defense, like Jonas helps Tennessee's defense. Yeah. Isn't now it? Tennessee's catching him in his what? That'll be his fourth game at that point. So he'll still be a little wet behind the ears, and, and maybe Tennessee can take advantage of that. And uh, Tennessee's physicality, I'm sure, will be a welcome to college basketball moment for him. Uh, but that that kid looks looks special and looks like he's going to be playing basketball for a long time. How quickly does JP Estrella and Philip need to grow up in the next two two games as you prepare for Kentucky and all their length in uh, post presence? Because right now we got we got two post players um, and Awaka. I'll take him in a street fight, but he's six eight, and if you're going up against long lengthy opponents the walk is at a disadvantage and so yep. if Jonas is in foul trouble like we saw against Mississippi State man that puts us in a in a bind Phillips and Estrella didn't play significant minutes in those games and so how important is it for Estrella Estrella and, and Phillips to grow up really quick and fast before you do play uh Kentucky here in the next couple of days I mean it's very very important I, it's huge they they have to quite frankly and uh, I would say that Tennessee has one post player, one and a half post players, because Tobey can't stay out of foul trouble. To- Tobey cannot defend without fouling. And it's not even just defending. He he can't be on the court without fouling. He he is consistently fouling and in foul trouble. It's the, it's, it, I wanted to say it when I, saw, when I saw him two weeks ago during the locker room, but, like, they got a coach. I mean, 
But it's, I know this coach saying the same thing to him, but I was thinking it. Toby, if you can't get the offense rebound, just get back, bro. You're not going to take it from him. Like, he, I, he picks Rick, up at least a foul and a half or two a game trying to take the ball away from someone that gets the rebound. Like, just get back, man. They got it. Yep. It ain't worth yep. it. And you, you said he has a coach, and I'm sure that coach is telling him. I can tell you <laughs> from sitting in practice two times a week that Rick Barnes is constantly on Tobe about the fouling. Constantly. You have to defend without fouling. And he he says that exact thing, that you, you can't foul while, while going and, and getting the rebound. We need you on the court. Stop doing that. Rick tells him that a thousand times a week. Uh, so ho- hopefully it's it's the mind tying up the feet for Tobe. So I, I do think that if he can reach a point to where it clicks for him mentally, kind of like it has with Jonas, then, then I feel like he'll take off because he obviously has a nice skill set. He's a very physical presence that, that can be an issue. Um, but even like if you include Tobe as two post players, even though I want to count him as one and a half right now because he can't stop fouling, like even with just those two, like you need J.P. Estrella and, and Kate Phillips to, to take a step forward uh, because and, – and I loved what Rick talked about after the Alabama game on Saturday when he was asked how he would handle this week because Tennessee does not play a, a midweek game. Um, I believe it's because of the SEC Big 12 Challenge going away um, and not happening this year. So everybody had one less game. So the SEC kind of built in an off week, so to speak. And Rick talked about how the older guys, they need to to rest this week, get healthier. Guys like Josiah Jordan James, get healthier, rest up, been playing too many minutes. Um, but for the younger guys – they have to get better in a hurry. And this is the part that I love what Rick said is that the one thing that they do know is that the uncertainty, the uncertain is going to pop up like the unknowns. There's going to be something that happens that we don't know about yet, but it's coming at some point like this time last year. No idea that Zakai Ziegler was going to tear his ACL. Uh, Julian Phillips dealing with a hip flexor. Josiah Jordan James was banged up. Like there's things that are going to happen in February. You don't know what those things are, are going to be, but you know something is going to pop up. So I think J.P. Estrella has made a nice step forward the last week or so, especially with how he played at Florida. Uh, but just because you only have those two guys, and right now Jonas is really the only post player you can lean on consistently. I mean, they, they need J.P. Estrella and K. Phillips to take a big step forward. Yeah, I don't, I don't like standing next to those guys, man. It made me feel like a little kid. So, um, do some, do some, do some tall, tall dudes, man. But yeah, looking forward to seeing Estrella take another step, get more minutes, and uh, we saw him do that and um, a little bit of the last two games playing at home. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. We will take our last time out of the day. Come back, hit up the text box. It is humming right now. The Betty Chevrolet text box. BettyChevrolet.com. Ben McKee, Go Balls two four seven. I'm Jason Swain live here in the low T center studio. Stay with us. Be right back.
What's up, Swain Event family? It's great to be on board. This is Taylor Hawkins with Modern Woodman Fraternal Financial, and I have one question for you. When was the last time you have slowed down and evaluated your financial situation? Just like the Vols, a great game plan leads to victory. Let us help you achieve your financial goals with a custom-made game plan. No matter what stage of life you're in, protecting your family and hard-earned money is important. So let one of our local and trusted financial professionals secure your future by visiting one of our 10 branch offices across Tennessee or give us a call locally at 865-312-5638. And remember, go Vols. Registered representative and investment advisor representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodman of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Here in Knoxville, we love it when a squirrel's in the checkerboards. But when there's a squirrel in our attic, that's all sides. When that happens, call Alpha Wildlife. They're Knoxville's veteran-owned and operated wildlife removal company. When unwanted critters put their feet up on your coffee table, call 865-224-6555. Let the Tennessee fans at Alpha Wildlife evict those unwanted tenants and set your home up with a winning defense to keep that wildlife where it belongs. That's Alpha Wildlife at 865-224-6555. They have locations in Nashville, Memphis, Chattanooga, and in parts of South Carolina. Check them out online at alphawildlife.com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss stem cell treatment and PRP. If you have orthopedic injuries, you should give them a call. That's right, Jason. We specialize in regenerative non-surgical orthopedics. So we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints by using ultrasound-guided injections with stem cells or PRP. And this form of treatment actually stimulates the body's own reparative process and allows for healing of the damaged tissue. So, Doc, what makes your training different than others? Well, Jason, I've been practicing in Knoxville for 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. At Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own bone marrow stem cells or PRP. So in other words, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, trsportsmedicine.com, East Tennessee's leader in PRP and stem cell therapy. When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go, Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow Now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. The conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow the Swain event on Twitter and like the show on Facebook. Ben McKee, Jason Swain here with you on a beautiful Tuesday. Okay, what Ben say? I think it's beautiful. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a nice day today. It's going to be um, well over in the 40s. The snow is going to melt. It's going to be a beautiful day. Nelson from Jackson says he does have that Memphis mentality. Who are we talking about? Who got the Memphis mentality? We were talking about Dalton when uh, that comment came in. Nelson, stop trying to take credit. When I see 
Dog Connect play. I don't think about Memphis, Nelson. Just trying to take credit. Nelson, you're not even from Memphis. He's from Jackson. Nelson from Jackson, which is an hour away. It's West Tennessee, but it ain't Memphis, man. Yeah, man. Stop, stop trying to take credit. He does have that Memphis mentality. Huh? Memphis, Nelson from Memphis does have a a, a better question that, that he just put in on the text box. How would you grade? Oh, he says he lives in Memphis. No, so I guess hey, hey, from Jackson. He's from Jackson, living in Memphis. Makes sense, mm-hmm. Nelson. I'll, I'll re- I will rescind my comments. I need to see uh, Swain. I need proof. Yeah, that, that is true. We need proof. Um, mm-hmm. but, well, now he's saying Memphis ish. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I need so, proof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Nelson. If it's Mumford or Toka, that that's not Memphis. That that's Mumford or Toka. We 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 need proof of, of where you live in in West Tennessee. Uh, Brian Huntsucker says he lives in Oakland, Tennessee. That's twenty minutes away. It ain't Memphis. Um, but Nelson did have a serious question. Swain, how would you grade Tennessee's portal class so far? Hmm. What's a B? What's a B right now? Why not an A? Uh, you don't have a you don't have a guard. You don't have you don't got one offensive lineman. You got to tackle. You need you need more. Like you have to address the present and the future through the portal. Um, you did go out and get someone on defensive line. You got a wide receiver. You got some DBs, some defensive backs. But like you're you're still missing, you're still missing a piece. So I can't give you a if you're still missing a piece. I think that's fair. What's your grade? I would B plus or A minus. A minus. Yeah, because I I agree with what you are saying. I just really like the players that they are bringing in. I I think the players that they are bringing in are A quality. And, And so I would like to see them add a second offensive lineman. But they also seem pretty content with... Cooper Mays and Javante Spragans, center, right guard, and then maybe Jackson Lampley or somebody else, a sham, somebody like that at, at left guard. Who seems I, I don't content? know that I would. Huh? Who who seems content? A Tennessee seems content. What interior what, offensive lineman based, other than than the Kansas transfer that went to A and M have they targeted? Based based on oh, okay, so you you feel like. Because we haven't targeted anyone at that position outside of the A and M player, that you feel like we feel content at that position. I, I think that that would be somewhat of a fair assumption. Yes, I don't think they are content with that position. I do feel like I would hope not. No, no, they, they're not content. Um, I do feel like they want to make sure that they get someone that. That's, that's going to really come in there and play. They don't, in my opinion, want to bring in another Carrick that may or may not be someone that can be a plug and play guy for you. There's no, you know, there's no shade. It just is what it is. Like 
if you're going to bring someone in, because the, the, the numbers are already tight. Remember, you're still dealing with that Pruitt stuff. So you don't have a full set of scholarship players. You also will need some people to leave, to add. You have a lot of offensive linemen. So this spring, you may see another lineman leave or another player leave, and that will allow Tennessee to be able to add. Because Mency left, it made it a lot easier um, to go ahead and, and add you know, multiple players through the portal. And so you have to kind of look at those numbers too. Just because we haven't went hard at that position like we did at tackle doesn't mean that they're not looking to, to address that that position. I think they I think they will. I think it's good that Lampley's coming back and Dane Davis is coming back. I think that's good. But uh, they have yet to prove that they can be depended on for an entire season inside of the SEC. And until they do that on a more consistent basis, then you have to prepare to have someone else in um, and have a competitive battle with that position and have someone that you can depend on because you can't play around with Nico. You can't play around with with making sure you have the right people around Nico to help him be successful. That's all. I I agree. I, I would give it a B plus. I, I really like the quality of players that, that they've brought in. Um Holden Sage, Chris Brazzle, Jackson Moy, Lance Hurd, Jermon McCoy. The those are those are big time football players. I certainly have the potential to be big time football players for you. Those are a quality players. Um, but with, with that hole still on the offensive line in, in order to take advantage of Nico, like we've had plenty of conversations about you, you, you do need to add an interior offensive lineman. And, and hopefully at, at some point they're able to do that uh, before fall camp rolls around. Uh, so I, I would give it a B plus for, for now because they have, they hit on all the other holes that they needed to fill up yep. up until this point, and they've done so with really, really quality players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, gotta gotta address that first, man. Then then I then we'll talk about an A uh, when we address those. But they're being strategic, man. They they have a plan in place. Uh, I I I love that they don't take transfers just for the sake of of taking transfers. You you see a lot of of schools. Just take transfers for the sake of having a body, and uh, we'll, we'll see how that pays pays out pays off for them during the season. They're they're certainly generating a lot of positive PR with their fans currently, and uh, ma- making other fan bases jealous. But we'll see how that works for them in the fall. A by how those players play. B, how the locker room is able to come together when you're adding that many transfers and just throwing them all into a, a room with returning players that can either go really good or it can also go really poorly, uh, as you're seeing with Arkansas basketball right now. But um, I, I like that Tennessee, oh, we need an interior offensive lineman. Let's take this interior offensive lineman because he's the first available and he's available. I, I, I like that they're being kind of picky. Um, when it comes to NIL dollars, I think it's important to make sure that you reward the players on your, on your team that, you know, 
has done everything that you've asked him to do. It also brings value. Um, I think it's important to take care of them. That doesn't mean that you don't let dudes go who may want way more than what you think they're worth. But Tennessee has done a really good job of taking care of your own. Um, the last thing you want to do is what Ole Miss is doing. Not saying that everything that Ole Miss is doing is wrong or bad because they bring in talent, and you got to win with talent. You got to have talent to win, and we'll see if Lane Kiffin's um, strategy is going to pay off for him. But like, if I'm a good player for you, I'm an All Conference player, and then you bring in another player who's an All Conference player, and you pay him double, and I've been here. I mean, that's that's gonna look that's gonna look a certain type of way. And so I think players need to understand this. Stop letting these agents pump your head up. Quarterbacks are going to always get paid more than you. We don't care what you have done in your freshman year, sophomore year, junior year. But when it comes to quarterbacks, whether they're out of high school or out of the transfer portal, they're going to be paid more. They're more valuable. You knew this when you started playing football. When you try to play quarterback and mom and daddy or football coach said, son, you you can't play quarterback. You got you have an arm of a wet noodle and you big. You, you need to be on the offensive line. Or you can't throw. You need to be playing receiver, running back, or defense. You already went through this. Because everyone grows up and wants to be a quarterback. Everyone does this. But you knew this. You knew this. You was in middle school. You was in high school. You knew the quarterback. They get treated differently. You saw the movie Varsity Blues. Now, I'm sure the young kids that are playing right now, they haven't seen it. But you need to go see it. You need to go see it. They get the whipped cream. You don't. You're not a quarterback. It's just the way it works. Worry about you. Be the best receiver, running back, guard, linebacker you can be so you can get your bread. But you will never compare to a quarterback's pockets. So stop. Stop pocket watching. Worry about your own pockets. Definitely don't be trying to watch the pockets of a quarterback. It will never match up. Look at the NFL. We got mediocre quarterbacks getting paid a year. It's just a position, all right? (sighs) Benjamin, sir, dead end has has been closed for a couple days, um, doing some cleaning and some rearranging and making sure that um, everything is ready to to go so they can be more efficient and, and better. But they open today. Dead end barbecue bin. They back open today. It's it's going down today at Dead End Barbecue. So um if you're looking for some lunch, you're looking to not have to cook dinner. 
Daddy and Barbecue back open today. Moving forward. I know Jimmy Dykes was sick when he was in town and couldn't hit up Daddy and Barbecue. But don't worry, Jimmy Dykes. I know you'll be back, and Daddy and will be right there ready for you. Take care of you. So, Daddy and Barbecue, uh, back open. Uh, ben, Jennifer Morris moved yet? is also... Yes, that, that's exactly what I was about to say. Uh, Jennifer Morris is also back in business. She was never out of business. Uh, sh- she was snowed in, iced in for essentially the last week and a half since last Monday. Uh, but she's out today for the first time. She finally made it out of the Fountain City uh, frozen tundra. And she wanted me to let everybody know uh, that if you need her, she will give you a call and uh, just because she finally was able to get out of her neighborhood today for the first time in over a week just goes to show how dedicated she is. She helped me find a home, put an offer on the home, and get the offer accepted while being iced in. You, well, Where you going, Ben? You, you, you moving to Knoxville? Yeah, a different part of Knoxville. What part? What part? I, I'm going to be in uh, Jennifer's neck of the woods. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Bet. So Jennifer was was iced in, but being the the great realtor that she is, she was able to to find a home that she thought that my family would like. She got us hooked up with with the other realtor to go look at it, and uh, got an offer in, and uh, got that offer accepted. So Jennifer's the goat, and uh, like I said, she's out of the the Fountain City frozen tundra, as she called it. And uh, she, she's out and about and back in action. So if you need her for any of your real estate needs, please, please, please give her a call. She's the best. Man, I'm, I'm excited for you. Man. I got two words for you, though. I'm not asking you. Trust me. I got two words. I'm booked. <laughs> I'm not asking you. I'm booked, man. No, I'm, I'm kidding, man. Hey, if you need some help moving, no, not. hit me up, man. Hit me up. Who knows what I'm No, look, I said the last time I moved, I'm not doing this again. I, I'm not I'm not moving the big heavy stuff again. So I'm 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 hiring somebody to to move my big heavy stuff. Well, hey, if you need me, I got you, man. I helped you once before. I'll, I'll save the washer and dryer for you. All right. I got you, man. I got you. I might be booked, I might not, but man, that's exciting, man. Add a boy, add a boy to Ben McKee, man. Finally moving to Knoxville. That's good news. That's great news. <laughs> Shout out to Jennifer Morris. All right, um, right quick. Falkwin, what Vol fan, what percentage of football players are being represented by legit people when they are having NIL conversations with Spire? How many have extended family and friends as their representation? I don't know that answer. Um there are a lot of folks that have legit agents. There's a lot of folks that have family members. There's people who have family members of players and former players. There's there's a hodgepodge of all of it. And it's a hot mess. It's a hot mess. But it's good when you have a collective like Spire that's organized, crossed other T's and dotted all their I's and um it's a big difference, but I know there's a collective out there. They ain't playing on no games right now. And that's Ohio State. They ain't playing games right now, y'all. They are not playing games. Harbaugh got them spending all the cash. So, 
I don't know that answer of uh, Vaughn fan, but it is a hot mess. Mike from Conyers. It thinks the NCAA just the width of the hash marks to the same of that NFL. How would that affect Hypo's offense? Uh, it would have some effect. Yeah, it would have some effect for sure. That doesn't mean that Hypo could not adjust, but it would affect Hypo's offense. No doubt about it. Uh, ben McKee, Go Vols 247. What's cooking over there on the website, man? What you got coming out, man? You got some matchup pieces you're working on? Uh, no no matchup pieces because there's no midweek game. Uh, we'll have some preview stuff. Masterpieces. Master. Oh, masterpieces. I thought you said matchup. No, uh, masterpieces. We have a, we have a, I mean, all the George McIntyre content you need, we, we have it up at the site. So much content on uh, George McIntyre's uh, decision. Patrick Brown did like an X's and O's breakdown of, of watching George's film and uh, detailing what Tennessee is getting in George McIntyre. Ryan Callahan was over in Brentwood yesterday and, and spoke with George, and, and there's several different stories uh, about George and why he committed to Tennessee, next steps for him, and how he wants to really recruit for Tennessee with this great in-state class of, of talent. Uh, I, I put together some stuff about where Tennessee's ranked in the recruiting rankings now that he's committed, and uh, George's all-time recruit ranking for Tennessee. He's in the top 15. If you had to guess off the top of your head, where do you think that he would be ranked in terms of the all-time recruits that have committed to Tennessee and uh, signed, I guess? 15. I'm assuming it's between 10 and 15. So I'll go 12. 14. All right. Which is good because he bumped you down a, a peg on the all-time recruiting rankings. I don't know what you are, but I, all I, I know is I, that you, I only you go by ESP, I only go by ESPN's recruiting rankings. Oh, the the, the never mind. They have me the highest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we got we got a ton of stuff up at the site, uh things of of that nature. Obviously a ton of basketball content. I'm doing some baseball preview stuff since there's no midweek basketball game this week. So, everything you need on Tennessee athletics, it, it's up at govals247.com. Didn't notice Jordan Ross, uh, ninth player overall, five star, ninety nine, but third in the state. Man, that boy, that that Alabama high school football, something else. Woo! Ninth overall, but the third best in the state, five star. I appreciate you not asking me about Mike Matthews losing his five star. Oh, I was coming. I was mm. coming. I was coming around the corner. So what? So he's the MVP of the uh, Poly Bowl, but uh, he loses a star. I saw highlights of him mossing people, making plays. That wasn't good enough? That wasn't good enough? Steve! <sighs> Steve! What? Well, it wasn't what? Steve's decision. What from? What's up, man? What's up, man? What's going on? Hey, from my understanding, it was a little weird to me, too, but from my understanding... The people at 24-7 who rank players, they did not change their opinion of Mike Matthews. They they did not watch him recently or evaluate him again and, and think less of him. Uh, they, they think the same of him. Uh, you, you talked about the Polynesian Bowl. Uh, he also played in the Under Armour All-American Bowl, and we had a lot of content from our national recruiting guys at both the Under Armour All-American Bowl 
and the Polynesian Bowl uh, of talking about how great Matthews looked and how high a lot of our guys are, are on Matthews. So nothing changed with Matthews. What changed in terms of 247's opinion of Matthews, it remains the same. They still think very highly of him. What changed in terms of his ranking and him losing his five-star is that this was the explanation that was given when our site, Global 24-7, asked why Matthews lost his five-star because obviously we do not rank players, but we get all the questions as to why such and such lost their five-star and we get the the hate comments uh, about the player losing the five-star even though we had no hand in the player losing the five-star. They... it's. They evaluated 19 of the top 21 receivers in our rankings uh, with all of these recent all-star games. And Ryan Williams reclassified from 2025 to 2024. You mentioned Jordan Ross being number three in the state of Alabama. Ryan Williams reclassifying the receiver from Sarah Land. Him reclassifying bumped Jordan Ross down a peg, and it bumped it bumped Mike Matthews down a peg. So on top of Ryan Williams, there are two other receivers who moved up as well. So Matthews is number nine at receiver now, and we only give out 32 five stars because there are 32 first round picks. And we rank, we give five stars as if they're going to be NFL draft picks and nothing changed of our opinion on Mike Matthews, but opinions on other guys, two other guys and Ryan Williams reclassifying slotted them above Mike Matthews, which bumped him out of the 32 range, which made him lose his five-star status. Whatever. He's still a good player. Yeah, I mean, but I, again, 247s. That makes sense. What's that? I said it makes sense. I'm I'm messing with you. I honestly don't care. No, I know, but I, I, I had people texting me, why did y'all – Take away Mike Matthews five star people on my Twitter mentions people on the message board just really angry about it. I mean, does the fact that he lost his five star does that change how how you perceive him or or how much you want him from five minutes ago because he's no longer a a, a five star? No. And, and I also love how that's the only thing that gets pointed out, but in like our updated and and final rankings for the class of of twenty twenty four. The majority, almost all, but like two players got bumps in their rankings. But 247 hates Tennessee, but never mind the fact that all these other players in. Huh? Did Jordan Ross get a bump? I believe so. I mean, it wasn't. Nobody got bumped in a big way, one way or the other, bumped up or bumped down. It it was just kind of a couple of spots here and there. But most of Tennessee's commits got bumped up in our rankings, not in terms of star, but in terms of their overall ranking, got moved up a couple of spots. But uh, no, everybody always sees the the five star, of course. I, I mean, I get it. I mean, for perception, it's it's nice to say you have a five star and, and this and that. But nobody's opinion changed to Mike Matthews. The opinions of other receivers was elevated because of some of the all-star games of late. And I'm not saying I agree or disagree. I'm just giving y'all the explanation that was given to us. I'm passing along the explanation. I I, I don't even know the other two receivers that, that they ranked above Mike Matthews. I'm just passing along what they passed along to us. Hey, man, we got a good player. And honestly, I hope it pisses Mike Matthews off. Yeah. You know, that's what, that was the 
something that motivated me. So I hope it motivates him. I hope it, he, he's upset. He wants to come in just like a receiver that was drafted in the second round and five dudes was taken in front of him. Like, use it as as motivation. So, um, don't matter to me, man. We got him. He's wearing orange. He's a good player. Playing an offense that's going to allow him to sh- showcase his talents at the end of the day. That is it for the Swain event today. The January 23rd edition of the Swain event. Ben McKee. Celebration. Moving to Knoxville. Good stuff going on right now with Tennessee Athletics. With a basketball team. Football is recruiting right now at a high level. And um, Alabama. Pac-12 roster on the way. Cord to Batman's going. Oh my God. Down there in Baton Rouge. Hope everyone has a blessed day, a safe day. Be back on Thursday. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. Peace and love. We are out. <laughs>